0: So beautiful people, welcome to 321 No Kidding. I am Bobby the Awesome, and I am gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna apologize, but I will address that before I get into the reading, I am gonna probably rant a little on two topics, and they're just weighing on my freaking mind, so I'm gonna share them with you. I have probably told you that there's family drama. I know I've told you there's family drama. And two very important people to the family haven't been speaking for, I don't know, it's got to be close to four or five months now. And my frustration was, how can you, how can they, how can they not fix this? Especially because one of the people has been in a program or in recovery for double digit amount of years And they had this very long term, you know, deep friendship. Almost where they called each other brothers and, and all the other brothers considered the person who didn't have the same last name a brother. And I was getting really, really, really freaking disheartened by it and. I pretty much <laughs> got the vibe that I was supposed to mind my business because people who didn't mind their business got caught in the crossfire. I got caught in the crossfire without even trying. So I've been on the the outside looking in, but I've I know I've said this out loud to many people and probably here. How can they how can they take each other for granted or this fight or whatever the hell they're fighting about for granted? This year, of all years, right? Like, it's so dangerous. There's so much loss. Like, figure out how to get past it. Like, that was my frustration. Just fucking figure out how to get past it. And now here we sit. And one of the two of them is in the ICU with fucking COVID. And, and I don't know if it's going to get better. And I'm honestly, I'm really scared because I don't know of anybody that went to ICU and came out. Um, So it's freaking, freaking me out. I may have watched too much Grey's Anatomy. I also have my faith and my trust, and we've talked about faith a lot lately. And in my miracle, I don't know if it's like when you blow out a birthday candle, you're not supposed to tell anybody your wish, but... One of the miracles I've been writing down every day is that these two people reconcile. Like, that's the immediate, and this is before the COVID, whatever, this is just, I want these two people to reconcile, and I want things to go back to normal, or as normal as they can be. And that was my my 30, like, they ask us, you know, James McNeil, who's running the, the challenge, Says to you know Put down a miracle You'd like to see In the next 30 days And that's been the miracle I've been hoping for And um, What I don't know And of course I'll let you know How this plays out Is If the universe Is Letting these fellas know The magnitude Of COVID And the reality Of no matter What the fuck They're fighting about How important is it Compared to life and death I don't know if that's what the universe is trying to do. That's what I keep talking to it about. I guess I do pray. That's what I realized. I do pray Um, because I keep having these conversations that he gets well and that they figure this out and that this is just a device to to get them back on track, whatever that track is. And I'm trying not to think about what the universe's plan is that I might not understand if it doesn't go that way. So that's the first thing I wanted to rant about. And anybody who wants to send their version of prayers that he gets better, I'm, that's the ultimate, right, is that he gets better. Even better than that would be if he gets better and they reconcile. Uh, but I'm not greedy. I'll just take the him getting back to healthy as a starter. Um, my next rant, you guys have heard me talk about, I've used this person as an example multiple times over here because it's really frustrating and this is where I get really mad at myself about my character defects of being a little judgmental and hard and this person just his behavior is too close to home for me and he's he's sick in ways you know with mental illness that I don't necessarily understand right like I don't understand how these illnesses can make someone be so drastically good and on track and then totally do a a 180 and be on a whole different path of of manipulating and lying to themselves and others so here's the deal one of my friends has had I think maybe close to two years clean time. I think it was almost two years clean time. And relapsed. And throughout the journey, he's had some repercussions, but not, like, he he honestly should have went to jail. And he kept getting saved and rescued by the enablers in his life. Okay, out of my control, none of my business. Where I get impact is when he shows back up and everything is poor him. Like even uh, he's about to <clears throat> have surgery that's going to make him healthier and it's still poor him. <laughs> like boohoo, I got to get ready for the surgery. Like it's it's a matter of perspective. So I struggle with that. And again, I'll give I'll give some latitude for the mental illness piece that I don't understand. So last night I go to a a, a mutual, you know another friend's house that knows him knows the situation and we're talking about it and to us as people who are in recovery and people who are trying to help other people in recovery it it's it's not said with intentional judgment and like I said I know for me there's probably a little piece of it in there still cuz I'm not perfect and I it pisses me off because we're all supposed to like drop what we're doing and coddle him and make him feel better every time he does this stuff. But when he's feeling good, he doesn't take he doesn't take action steps. He like talks the talk, but never fucking walks the walk. I've given him so much feedback and ideas on how to overcome all the excuses and shit he puts up, but he never takes action on it. So that's where I get frustrated. And I've kind of opted out of of I don't want to say wasting my breath, but that's essentially what it is, right? Like if I say things and someone doesn't take action, and I get that there's a philosophy and there's, there's coaches and therapists and people out there much better at this than me where they may believe that it's the repetition is over and over and over again and maybe the addict will have the light bulb go off and, and someday it'll be. But I'm, I'm pretty black and white. And again, I don't know if this is a strength or a character defect. My counselor tells me, <clears throat> it's good that there's there's people that can relate to how I would coach someone through recovery or as candid as I am, and I don't get all fluffy with the language like she does uh, I just I just am straight shooter so at dinner last night, we we're talking about it, and one of the things that this person did not do the last time he relapsed that we know of was tell his tell some of the people enabling him that are now letting him live with them again, people that he's stolen from, he never fessed up, right? He fessed us to up fessed up to us in the group. And I'm calling this out because if you're only doing recovery half ass guys, it's not gonna work. It's not ever gonna work. You have to be true to yourself and to the people around you that you're impacting and that you care about. You just have to be honest, and if you're not going to be honest, you're never going to start recovering. Like you're just you're just not. It's going to be a it's going to be a show. It's going to all be an act. So we were talking about this last night, and we're like, yeah, we don't even think he told so and so, um, and it's like he creates unnecessary problems for attention whenever you know there's not anything going on. Well, sure as shit, we wake up this morning and he's gone back out again, and. His excuse was, now, here, pay attention to this, guys, because you might be able to relate. I like socialization and don't like being trapped in the house. Anybody out there relate to that? I like socialization. I don't like being trapped in the house for COVID. I would have loved to been at the pool a lot more than I was this summer. Um, There's a lot of other things I'd like to do. However, I had to pivot, right? And actually because of my recovery, because of the choices I make, because it's not just when we're having the urge or the trigger or the whatever. You have to freaking do it when that stuff isn't showing up to protect yourself for when you are the most vulnerable to go back to gambling. Like, you just have to. And because I made those choices, I actually ended up with more socialization than I can even keep up with. Like, I literally have to mindfully put down my phone or I could be down a rabbit hole talking to... The Gosh, it could be close to 2,000 people that I've met this year. There's probably 150 that are part of my weekly or daily dialogue now with the world that I've I've chosen to live in. So I don't want to hear bullshit excuses. And again, I'm kind of black and white. I know it might sound a little... Cruel and I try to leave this, like I try to not get involved with this person because I know it impacts me. I know someone way too close to me that exhibits like almost identical behavior and I just, I honestly don't know if I have a clear mind around this person because I think of the other person. So I own that. But I think there's some lessons in here that I can share with you candidly. So like if you're doing good right now, do a check. Are are you doing good? Are you feeling good? Are you doing the right things? Are you laying down a foundation that keeps you feeling good and keeps you going in the direction that you want and keeps you on the path to the life that you want? Are you being honest and transparent with everybody? Or, Or are you... Hiding behind excuses. Are you making excuses? Are you having a pity party? Are you making everything a negative when it is or isn't a negative? Are you looking for the bright side? Are you doing the work? Are you meditating? Are you connecting? Are you doing all the fucking things we talk about? Look at that. Be honest with yourself. Because seriously... Here here's whether you're a wh- whether you coach with the style that I do that's a little more direct, maybe a little more harsh, or you have a what Uncle Hank would call a cotton candy coach who uses kind words and waits for the epiphanies and has a style of of, of oozing kindness, almost weird, I feel like it's a get out of jail free card. I lost my freaking point. Oh, my God, I lost my point. See, this is what a rant does to me. Whatever whatever the style is, is important. So whatever point I was trying to make, I'm going to laugh at myself right now. I'm, I'm a little fired up about this. But here's the, here's the thing. You have control. You have control every day. You have control of your moods, your choices. You don't have control of other people's actions, but there's so much in your control that will keep you on the path. And it's no different than when we talk about the bucket. This is the, this is the whole point of the bucket, right? So this person never, in my opinion, using the bucket analogy, hasn't done that. You know how we talk about like if the bucket was maybe a foot tall, There's that bottom three inches. It's probably the most painful three inches. So even if, and this is how I felt about my recovery. When I was doing GA the first two years, I maybe only handled those first nine inches and never did the digging and got past those final three. So it was, the relapse was intimate in my opinion. It was always going to happen because there was still shit broken. I never scooped out the stuff at the bottom and it was just going to always impact and make the other stuff stink. So, I don't think that this person has gone through those final three inches. And I'm using this as an example because if you don't go through the fucking hard stuff, and guys, it ain't pleasant, but here's what it is. It's worth it. When you get to the other side and you have those bonus three inches to keep your positivity and your recovery intact and in the bucket and protecting you, you're going to be more successful. It's just that. It's just that simple. And I'm sorry, I'm a cursed bomb kind of girl today. Um, these topics, both of these topics, really piss me off. And I have some choices, right? I can go, I can go get involved. I could tell people they're doing wrong. I can, you know, let them feel judged. I can berate them. I can do all those things. But that's not me working my recovery. Okay, so let me call that out. So here's me working my recovery: is a Coping, inventing, and sharing it with you because that's something that we know works for me. <laughs> Even in hindsight, it's like, holy cow, the more I talk to you guys, the better I get, the more healing I do, the more growing I do. It's just it's just one of my methods. And also, I hopefully am giving you a gift in this right now and that if you are one of those people that receives the information in a very black and white, honest, candid pull no punches kind of way that maybe it'll make you stop and think. And if, if, if one person out there stops and thinks about this and really looks in the mirror and sees if they're one of the, I'm going to make excuses and I'm only going to talk the talk and I'm only going to live a very superficial recovery life. If this gets you to look at yourself and maybe reconsider, then, then my work here is done today. <sighs> okay, so who wants to do a reading? <laughs> OMG, sorry guys. And you know what? Even even though I'm angry uh, at this situation, I'm going to I'm going to let it go and I'm going to mind my P's and Q's. But also, if you want to if you're already praying for my friend in the hospital, can you please, you know, send some prayers for those that haven't made this connection yet? That's, that's my other ask of you today. Let's, let's turn this into a loving opportunity and also a gratitude opportunity. Let's be grateful for what we have. Let's be grateful for the minute we don't relapse, the hour we don't relapse or gamble or drink or do the things. Every minute that we don't use, we're growing. It may not feel like it, but, but we are. Trust me. I hope you trust me by now. Okay. December 20th, Horace Smith says In losing a fortune, many a lucky elf has found himself. (laughs) Wow. Does that resonate with anyone? By the time we walked into our first 12 step meeting, many of us have had a long list of the things we'd lost. But what had we gained? Recovery in the 12 steps can help us put our losses in perspective, can show us their good sides, their good sides. For some of us, gambling, drinking, or using drove our families away. For others, gambling caused us to lose a fortune. For still others, perhaps the losses weren't so visible or dramatic, but they were losses all the same. For most of us, the biggest loss was invisible. One we were numb to the loss of ourselves so where is the good in any of that our suffering has deepened us revealing our common bond with all humankind and it has also emptied us of false values it has shown us what matters our addictions reveal reveal us bleh, our addictions reveal us for the truly spiritual people we are we are searching for something back then probably alone with no notion of the consequences Now that we have a second chance to find ourselves, a higher power, and the love of others. Today, give me the strength to continue my search. Good. This is a good freaking reading for as fired up as I am. It's true, right? We absolutely lost things. And I guess it's as simple as this question. If you're still out there gambling, do you want to continue to lose things? Or do you want to begin to gain things? like the things it's talking about, the connection, ourselves, the higher power, the love of others. Like, don't you want those gifts? I understand. It's not that easy. It's not that black and white. However, it's something you need to be mindful of. And I hope that if you're still gambling, that you're listening every day so that the repetition does hopefully sink in or that there is something that sparks whatever it is that that gets you on that other cycle, the cycle that gets you into a room or talking to another person, doing the things, the things that will bring you back. It's really a gift. It, it really is. And that's what this reading is is saying. You know, we do gain things. I, I am such a believer that if I didn't have my gambling addiction, my life would be so different right now. And I don't think it would be as fulfilling. I don't think it would be as genuine. I don't think it would be as helpful to other people. I don't know what it would be, but it wouldn't be this. It wouldn't be a girl with a dream so freaking big that she wakes up every day trying to figure out how to accomplish it and serve other people. That would not be who I am. I'd have no reason. I'd have no principle. I'd have no, no, relatability to why that's so important. So I don't know what your gift is gonna be on the other side, but I can tell you a hundred million freaking percent that there is one. There's many and and that's what I want you to hear today. Now the fellow that keeps going out he could he could have his gifts too. And, and what I guess, here's, here's another piece of it that, that I really don't understand is I believe he knows about these gifts. And I believe he's caught a glimpse of them because you don't stay two years away from a bet and not see some improvement in your life. You just don't. And I remember him sharing about how great everything is and, and all the things. That's why I go back to digging deep because things do feel great. But then, you know, when when there's a crack in your bucket and and the three inches stuff just starts sneaking back in. um, And all right. So here's here's a comparison. And I will I will be fully transparent when I went to rehab because because I was I, I got the job change and everything. And uh, I was now getting scared about time to move and everything. I knew my future boss would want me here ASAP and all that stuff. So I kind of negotiated slash fought my way out to get released a couple days early to go home and start packing and doing the things. Now, that was obviously, clearly my attitude showing. I know that. I wanted what I wanted when I wanted it, which kind of goes against the principles. And luckily... I was able to overcome my attitude thinking in general. Well, the same person w- went to rehab as well, but left after like 10 days and thought they were cured kind of thing. Now, again, I'm not trying to make it a comparison. And even when they, they went away, I said to them, you know, like, or maybe it was when they got back. I don't know. At some point, I've said to this person, like, Do you want to quit gambling? No. Okay. Well, then don't bother putting on a fucking show because that's going to tear you up too, right? Like if you're lying and living a double life. If you want to gamble, go gamble. Go ahead. Don't... Don't... In GA, it says the only requirement is the desire to quit gambling. And I think, I don't know for sure, but it makes sense to me, this philosophy, because you don't want people coming in, well... This is my theory, coming in and kind of wasting time like or or resources. Maybe there's someone who really does want to quit gambling, but you have this, you know, chronic relapser that really has no interest in quitting gambling, or maybe they come and eventually they get it. Like I can see that side of the coin too. So I'm not trying to be unmindful to that. But if you don't want to be there and you want to go self destruct, go self destruct. How about that? I mean, that's your choice, that's your prerogative. Just and I know that lying and and lying to yourself is is part of the disease, the addiction. Like I get all the things. And like I said, this is kind of harsh today cuz I do think of it as black and white. But the stories I've heard of the, I don't ever want to make these people feel this way again. I'm going to step into my actions. All those things that are just, they're just attitude. And without action, and this isn't everything. This isn't just in, this is just Bobby philosophy. This isn't everything. So even in that last big relationship I was in, he would say the things, but he wasn't, doing the things and that was a big red flag to me and that was a pain point what's ironic is now he's doing the things <laughs> and he doesn't have to say them because it shows up and I see growth in that and it's not about the attention or proving to me that he's doing the things because I still beat him up a lot a lot more than I really want to but it's just part of my process and I do it in a, as polite way as I can But I can see him doing the work and changing and growing because he wants to. I couldn't make him want to the last year we were together when he was off the freaking rails. I couldn't do that. He couldn't see it no matter what I said. It didn't matter. But now, in hindsight, he can see it because he's doing the work. And it's possible for anyone. And it's possible in their own time. So don't think that's lost on me either. But as we read... And as I started this story about the, the too lateness, you know, we, we talked about being grateful because we found recovery instead of ending up dead. It's the same, it's the same premise. We need to be grateful for that and we have a choice. And hopefully, hopefully we find recovery before we do end up dead. And it's really literally a matter of life and death. It's not just Losses of family and income and houses and cars and all the things like those are just fucking things and they're all replaceable. Another part of the conversation last night we were talking was, you know, just a year ago, not not even a full year ago, the girl's house I was at, she was in jail. She was doing weekends in jail for 12 weeks and that was part of her punishment for her crime. And. The year prior to that, you know, the amount of debt. And and they were sharing with me how bad her credit report is. And now here it is. It's only two years. And when you think about only two years, when you think about the amount of time that you've been actively doing, whatever the thing is, like my gambling career and the damage I did was over the course of over 30 years. Two years is nothing. Like it's nothing. If it cleans itself up so quick, you'd be like, You'd just be blown away. That whole slogan about do the next right thing. And it, it's like the most accurate. I'm just here. I'm just doing the next right thing. And that's all we can do. Is That's all we can control. And I'm going to get off my soapbox now. It's Christmas week. I shouldn't be yelling at you. Um, and I think we're still in the midst of Hanukkah. So I really shouldn't be yelling. And I feel like I'm yelling. So thank you for letting me get all that off of my chest. I am going to, I'm going to go meditate right now, see if we could could chill out a little bit and start doing my spiritual work, and then I am going to do some work work. I I had the opportunity to listen to some stuff last night. It was over an hour ride each way, and uh, I got myself really excited to do some stuff that is is kind of getting me excited. It's kind of like a new little adventure that I'm going to go on. So that's what I'm going to spend some time on today. All right, beautiful people. I love you. I'm not as mean as I sounded today as a general rule, but there are some topics that just light me up. But instead of my attitude being lit up, like let's light up the trees in the streets and and be joyful and I would appreciate those prayers for everyone I mentioned this today and and for each other and for yourselves and and just be be grateful. I mean, I'm grateful that I have this ability to share with you. I'm grateful that selfishly that it's not me anymore. I'm grateful that there's resources out there for everyone to take advantage of. I'm grateful for the technology for us to chat. I'm grateful for so many freaking things. So pray, be grateful. Make sure you thank your universe or your God or your higher power or your whoever. Be grateful too. Don't just ask for favors. Not very understood. nice. All right, beautiful people. Love you. Take care.